Yeah, I forgot. Like I mentioned the currency on that uh, mind scanners game at the end. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I totally forgot to manage or mention that you're like juggling the time. Not that it matters, but yeah. that's like one of the cooler features of the game is that you're constantly like, OK, it takes 60 seconds to go see this guy, but it's only 30 seconds to go over here and see this lady. So like, let's go over here and I might be able to get like two things done. Right. Just such a cool game, man. Mind scanners really cool. is such like a late 90s, early 2000s kind of name. It's just yeah. like <laughs> it's very I'm mad I didn't think of this before because it's very it feels very much like a David Cronenbergy kind of sure. like vibe, you know, yeah. without being like so. Well, maybe it'll get there, but it hasn't been like so grotesque or gruesome just yet. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And Randall Nolary. Hey, folks. And we are back, as always, to talk about some video games, and we're back actually recording our uh, second episode of the evening. It might be a couple Gave of weeks away. since uh, <laughs> the last time. We got a, we got a peek behind the curtains, a little, 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 little peek behind every once in a while. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we're back, as always, to talk about some video games, and uh, I guess we could just pretty much dig right into it. And I feel like lately we've been talking about a lot of Game Pass stuff, yeah. or maybe it's a little bit of us talking about a lot and a little bit of me just checking it out a lot. Um, but I've just been like firing up my Xbox now that I've been... Actually, I think I mentioned that like, I was like kind of struggling with the controller issues, like having to plug it in. But now that I've got all the cables all hooked up and it's ready to go, I'm like, well, the Xbox is hooked up and I got all these cables running across the room. I might as well fire it up and see what's on Game Pass. Totally. And um, obviously, Turtles got me. Uh, we talked about uh, last week or last episode like that kind of got me back on like the just keeping an eye on what's been coming to Game Pass as of late. But actually not on xbox i ended up like i downloaded a uh, goragoa which was on oh. xbox or actually you know what i think i actually fired it up on my switch and i was playing but i saw that it was on game pass and i was playing it with like the gamepad controls or whatever the I, I wasn't playing it on touchscreen i was playing it like docked on my tv and i just played like literally like a screen or two and i was like yeah this feels like it would be better controlled with a mouse and like cursor like either touchscreen or mouse and cursor yeah um mm-hmm just because you're kind of like dragging and grabbing stuff and like moving it around it's like you are otherwise like just kind of moving your cursor around so i was like okay well let me go on pc i saw that game's on game pass and then i kind of just went through i think i mentioned recently i had to like reinstall windows on my computer so i reinstalled the xbox app and then went through and like okay let me just see any of these other like cursor controlled games or games that like kind of need to be played on computer or at least ideally played on computer as opposed to being played on xbox so like i downloaded townscaper which i've talked about on the podcast mm-hmm. before a few just a few other games like that um and i ended up downloading this game called mind scanners and i actually played like a tiny bit of this before like i, I must have installed it a while back and just like oh yeah it's got a cool aesthetic but i didn't really play much at all and i kind of feel like specifically i feel like both of you guys would like this game but it specifically i kind of feel like this would be up john's alley because it's like got this like kind of like sci-fi blade runner like cyberpunk kind of feel but like you're also like you're basically it's like this puzzle narrative game but like has like a really like light roguelike element to it in the sense of like i feel like you every decision you make is kind of permanent but at the same time you can like rewind time and go back days and like basically just okay i want to start back from this point it seems i actually didn't utilize that feature yet i played through like the first six days of the campaign and basically like other than the opening tutorial like it's all like Again, you're playing entirely with the mouse and then you're just like there's basically all these like interfaces on the screen and you like have a currency that you um, 
like you're basically like scanning like the citizens minds and you like get this job like again it's like it's real cryptic in its narrative it's like your daughter's kidnapped and you're just like i think she's inside the structure you get this like note in the mail and then all of a sudden you're like working at the structure and it's like you don't really know like they don't really let you in you're like am i trying to infiltrate this am i on their side am i good guy bad guy i don't really know you're just going around and like scanning people's minds and deciding if they're insane or not and then if you decide that they're insane uh which you pretty much just get to decide on your own they like kind of have a bunch of like they'll like just have a bunch of prompts like they you basically they, they strap on this helmet this mind scanner helmet and then it shows like i forget what those like ink blot images are called but it's kind of like those but like these weird like pixely images on the screen it looks really cool it's got just a really awesome like vibey like synth wave aesthetic uh, to the music and and the game like it's it's just so cool looking and all the characters have like just a ton of personality and like crazy looks but basically like they strap on a helmet they see some visions and then they kind of like explain to you and then you get one of three choices and you basically get to decide like oh they uh like love order or they worship power or they uh like to be clean or that like it's it's kind of all like super random stuff and it sometimes i'm like man how how are you supposed to know? There seems to be a right answer between the three based on what they say hmm. and then what you decide. And then but then after you decide those, then you get to kind of just decide like, yeah, they're sane or they're they're not sane or they're insane. Is <laughs> um, there a right answer? There you go. Maybe later in the game. Yeah, I guess I don't know. But best I can tell for now, there are again for each like individual question. They're right because you have to essentially get three questions correct. Okay. And then you've like officially scanned their mind. And then after that, you like get all these different like apps. You start out with just this one like program and it's almost like a floppy disk that you like grab over from this panel on the left and then you slap it into this like you plug it into like this terminal. And then all of a sudden, like you get like a new like on screen like it's almost like you have like every like individual like terminal is almost like a little mini like bop it style mini game or something you know like it not necessarily bop it like the 100 percent. that's good but yeah it's like it's always like either like timing based stuff or fill up this meat hold down this button or like one of the things is like oh here's these three like terminals that keep flashing and you have to remember the pattern it's almost like simon says in that case like it's kind of like a lot of those just like weird like old school like <laughs> paper mario thousand year door games. attack inputs <laughs> yeah kind of kind of like that but like you're, you don't necessarily have to do it to the right timing it's more like you're you're almost like trying to like troubleshoot and like figure out how to use the device and Ooh. then like there's Ooh. different types of insanity and then so, so yeah it never tells you how to use any like it gives you like a little bit but you're you do have to kind of just pick okay okay what yeah, is this no, pattern this is, here yeah, okay i, like, I oh. gotta figure out okay i just have to input that pattern and then execute the move but then it's like they'll have like most people will have multiple different types of insanity and it's just indicated by like a pattern and then you can use the patterns that are associated with the different programs to clear out that insanity but then you can decide like there was this one woman who like I didn't even bother scanning her because she's like, ah, I'm pregnant and like I'm about to give birth in like two days. I'm going to end up insane anyways. Like, what's the point of scanning me? And I was just like, damn, yeah, go ahead and have your baby. You know, <laughs> like like it's just like, you know, I like you, you do kind of get to decide, but you have the ability to rewind if like maybe I'll get further on down the line and be like, oh, shit, that baby is like, <laughs> you know, spelling doom for all yeah. existence. I better go back in time and like. Uh, cleared out but it seems to be like there's some random generation like because i did start a new file from the previous one but like i saw some of the same looking characters i can't remember if they had the same names or not but 
just really like all the characters have so much style, so much charm. The world feels very alive. Like I'm somebody who obviously I've said a million times on this podcast. Like I really don't care that much about narratives and stories and games, at least when it's like a focal point of the game. Like I just kind of like to breeze over that stuff. But here it's like the way it's presented almost as part of the gameplay and it's kind of cryptic and you're almost kind of learning the mystery as it unfolds almost in like a totally different gameplay style, but like almost in a professor Layton kind of way, I guess mm-hmm. like not even totally different. Cause you are just like yeah. getting, you're solving different puzzles. It just tends to be a little more repetitive, but like, like there's even different features where like, yeah, this tool or this program clears out this type of insanity, but it can clear up to like three of that type insanity in a row. If they're like connected together, they kind of like just come down like a pipeline, like just kind of like almost like a, a queue essentially. Mm-hmm. But you can say, okay, I want to clear this type of, they don't, I think, I don't think they have names. They just have these symbols, but like, I want to clear the like square logo one first. Cause it's in the middle. But once I clear that, then those three are going to connect. And then I can do the other program and run it just once instead of three separate times to clear all three of those that are connected. It's just like, cause it, always you're working on, you have like your regular, your regular currency and you have to like have enough currency at the end of the day to like repair yourself to make it to the next day essentially. And that's where like the roguelike, I guess mechanics come in or the permadeath, I guess mechanics. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it has me very intrigued. I love the aesthetics. I'm just like, it's another game that like I otherwise probably would be totally unaware of if not for game pass, but just like, Oh, this, this thumbnail looks cool. Let me download this. This looks sweet. And then, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I definitely plan on playing more. Yeah. Uh, I played like maybe an hour or two and yeah. And I was just the whole time I was like, this is very much a John game. Yeah. It it sounds like it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, speaking of, speaking of John games, why don't I, uh, toss it over your way for a little duo of John action here. Yep. So I, I didn't go ham during the steam summer sale, but I did pick up a few titles in the year that I was not going to buy any new games. <laughs> I, I've totally I to, forgot about as that. one does. He yep. pulled myself responsible for the stupid claim I made at the beginning of the year. <laughs> um, but a game that I did pick up was one in early access uh, from Vermilion Digital, uh, which is a game called Mass Builder, and Mass is an acronym for Mechanical Assault Skeleton Suit. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's M-A-S-S yes. Builder, and it is a. I said it is an early access, so there's. Well, I think will be a much more extensive campaign or uh, action part of the uh, mech building uh, game genre. But as of right now, yeah. it is uh, primarily a very extensive mech building game where you play these uh, levels where you will get more uh, research on new parts that you can then build and customize your mech. And it is so extensive and so involved and really scratches an itch for me, which is I just like building robots and looking at cool robots and then painting the parts of those robots. Mm -hmm. And this one is like, I, I I know I've played a lot of I think I've even talked about a fair amount of them on this podcast uh, like Damon X Machina and yeah mm-hmm. uh, Custom Robo are like you know games that have extensive oh uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X yeah uh, that have yeah. very extensive you know 
mech customization. They all have like different properties like, oh, this one controls this way or that way. And uh, I have not played anyone that has as extensive of uh, customization as this game does. And like to the point where you can add, in addition to stock parts that they have, of which there are dozens and dozens, <laughs> and like and such granular detail as like you can do uh, a hand, forearm, elbow, uh, like uh, whatever the other your bicep. What is that? It's a very, very very articulated on the uh, yeah <laughs> the joints of the yeah every mech. one is an individual part that has like at least ten or like fifteen parts that you can get and customize and then paint and then add decals and like Jeez. it is as much a game that I like I've been playing it kind of like an Animal Crossing where it's just like eh, I'm just gonna yeah. make this look like I am barely playing the action part of the game which i'm sure like they will be putting a ton more work into but for right now i'm like i just like how this looks let me try switching that out oh let me change this paint scheme and like i am it is very fun in terms of like yeah just here's a set amount of like i don't know polygons that you can arrange that look nice yeah like 3d (laughs) modeling stuff with max yeah yeah. Like, is it like so in my head, like when you're saying like painting them, like are you making like mechs that you're like using in a game a la Damon X Machina or are you like making mechs that you're like painting and using Warhammer style? It is in a uh, 3D uh, arena. Um, I'm trying to think of how to. Yeah, it, it is like Damon X Machina like and uh in terms of like the control scheme, like I've been playing with controller, they have a mouse and keyboard uh, setting as well. And those are, I don't play mouse and keyboard. So like when I first had, I had a little bit of issues like binding it to my uh, PS4 controller. And so like, I was like, Oh God, I don't know how to use the shift key and then the numbers to like change which weapon I have loaded. But yeah, you have multiple uh, like, uh, ranged weapons as well as a melee weapon and even when you get to the customization like the melee weapons have so many different like you can choose the blade of your and the handle so if you have uh, an axe on a you could put an axe head on a fist handle so you can dual wield like axe blades on a fist or you can put them at the (laughs) end of a like uh, pole arm so then it becomes a halberd but sure. then if you put a sword on the end of it then it becomes a spear mm-hmm. and like there it, this is a very ambitious game and I, I think it does a pretty decent job of it in terms of the action part like it is very much in the same i would say uh level of clunk as like a Damon <laughs> X Machina or a uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X where it's like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm definitely, you know, moving around and like, it's more of like a, a Muso game of like uh, dynasty warriors in mm-hmm. terms of like, Oh, here's a horde okay. of enemies that you're attacking. And it's like, yeah, they are falling a lot easier than I am. And like, I think that will probably be where a lot of the focus ends up being and like 
as it that goes out of early access and because I feel like the fully fleshed out part is the customization of mechs. And I think that the combat is what's going to be put a lot more work into. Because right now I've, it does feel a little generic and not something that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to play the next mission. It's more like, all right, what's the easiest mission I can clear to get more credits that I can get more parts? Like, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm, yeah. It is a means to an end as of right now. Yeah, but that does sound like a fun kind of grind in terms of like, especially when it's a little more fleshed out. And in the meantime, you can kind of be like, okay, I'm all set up for when the yeah. full when it when it leaves early access. Like I've tinkered around. I'm not like spending the whole time like learning how to build all these mechs and whatever. You know, they yeah. gonna do online multiplayer. Oh my god, I don't know. I don't uh, like. <laughs> I feel like there there are very. Uh, people who are very into these genres, and I do not think yeah. I would have the ability to be competitive yeah. in a fair. multiplayer. Scene. Totally fair. Yes. Always, I feel Good like that's point. with any game, though. Like, man, you just get matched up with people that can just destroy you. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I am much more of a friend lo- multiplayer person than I am a online random I'm lobby with multiplayer. You. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, as I was, I mentioned briefly. Uh, this got me the itch to check out uh, an older mech game that I loved, which was Custom Robo for the GameCube. Also a pretty rare GameCube game yeah, for what that's I worth. T- I honestly totally forgot about that game and that series because I didn't know there were like apparently a couple of them that came out on 64 in Japan. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah. uh, one on the one on DS is the one I kind of remember from like our Best Buy days. Yeah. Like I just remember seeing it on the shelf, but I never picked it up. Um, for whatever reason, never played it, never, never really seen it much in action other than some screenshots. Yeah, I primarily knew of it because of Smash Brothers trophies and being like, oh, that yes. looks cool. I would like to play that sometime. But yeah, what's this was, Nintendo mech game? Yeah. So I got it on GameCube and played it when it came out uh, and really enjoyed it. And because also I, I was not buying and playing games at the level that I was I am now basically. Um, so I was playing games for a long time and like I would get one game and play it for months on it. Sure. And yeah. uh, I played it with, you know, some of my friends in mo- local multiplayer and it was a fun time. And I hadn't played it in probably at least a decade, if not two. That's right. um, I don't think it's been out for two decades, but and needless yeah. to say, it was it was a while since I last yeah. played it. And I was like, you know what? I'll just boot it up from a new campaign and start playing it from nothing. And that was kind of a chore. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, the, Nintendo doesn't have the most smooth, like their, their onboarding process to a new game is usually very slow. And I also feel. the GameCube was a very specific era of video games and story oh, yeah. and introducing yeah. mechanics that was just a, a pain to get through. And a, yeah. a thing that, I wasn't even considering because like I had played a lot of I think I played the majority of this game actually in multiplayer um, after I had beat the first campaign. And then there's a second mode that is a single player mode, which is a lot more difficult after that. And like 
I started playing and I didn't think I had a lot of muscle memory, but I was very nearly losing almost all of the like introductory battles oh. in this game. And I was <laughs> like, I do not remember this game being this hard. And it was mostly because I think I did still have a ton of muscle memory and I was using a very specific play style that I had developed by playing multiplayer and only playing my preferred robots, which had a more complicated control scheme because the way that the game, the way that the robots control in custom robo is that you basically either move or you shoot and you cannot do both. So I was getting right okay. into open areas and being a, like a sitting duck <laughs> every step of the way. And like yeah. there are models that have more mobility. There are models that have aerial mobility. And so yep. like also what I was doing is I was jumping and shooting and then I would just be jumping free of cover like in midair and just getting <laughs> shot right out of the sky. So... <laughs> That's amazing. Like, I I played a couple rounds and, you know, had all of the really painful storytelling that uh, Nintendo was offering back in those days. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this. I'm just going to go straight into my old file and just play the arcade mode, which was just random battles against computers. And I went and I went to my like preferred loadouts and it was instantaneous i was like yep nope yes. i remember exactly how to play this game that's crazy like it, and i was so upset kind of at the fact that like this is such a simple formula that i cannot believe that nintendo hasn't made a recent version of this because like yeah. i don't i feel like they have enough of like the series that they could just be like, here's an arena multiplayer game or an arcade single player mode. Don't you have to make any new, like nothing new, just like reskin everything, include all of the, like, I know that uh, this is way oversimplifying the process of what they would have to do because making a new game would be so much work and doing but it that. Would, it would theoretically have a possibility. Well, it would have a possibility to be popular here too, but I, yeah. I, I feel like especially in Japan, like, you know, oh, yeah. if they just give it a, the nice anime treatment and like give it the whole proper, like we're pouring resources into this game, like give it like not a cheesy GameCube era story, like give it the real treatment and then like, why not? Like, but you know, they Xenoblade and all that stuff seems to do pretty well. So it's like just turn it into thing, like but. a Street Fighter game. Like here's an arcade mode. You're play, fighting like eight Stone computers. We were talking about. Yeah, I, I was saying that like it kind of looks like Power Stone with mechs almost. The way the arenas are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like, like Virtual On. Like this was yeah, this was kind of like a subgenre. You know, during yeah. this time period. You know, this kind of like turn of the millennium. Like these games existed during those days. Even I mean, even then they were niche, but they had like a pretty hardcore following. And then it just kind of fell off after this time period for whatever reason but it's such a, like yeah a fun, i forgot about those virtual on games like, simple formula like i i yeah. don't think that you have to like again like we were discussing back on the episode about strikers where it's like you don't need to reinvent this you don't need to add too much like you have yeah. all of the like use the previous work you've done yep but like yeah it, it is a lot of i'm sure like if they would not just port out the N64 level graphics or GameCube level <laughs> graphics, I'm sure that with, you know, all of the Mac customization games, they would want to put 
in their like Nintendo stamp of quality. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it would take so much work to do that. But uh, I just think it's a really simple and addictive like gameplay that I wish that they went back to. Yeah, it's like a series that you at least me as as a pretty big Nintendo fan, like honestly, until you brought it up again, like I, I had to do like a quick like, what is that game again? And like, yeah, I almost was like if I didn't remember the box art from the DS game, I probably I, don't, I would have had to look it up. Like, I don't think it would have even clicked. Right. Um. But yeah, I, that does make me at least a little bit curious, even if just for like the historical side of like, I just want to see what these robo games are all about that nintendo made you should we should play it locally because i i don't think you would last the opening cut scene i yeah based (laughs) on your description yeah if if you were if you were feeling like oh man this is tedious that i'm out it is (laughs) like i was just getting flashbacks of like billy hatcher and other hey no i've never played billy hatcher i've always wanted to i'm not saying this i am i am kind of saying it a little bit disparagingly, but like, or like evolution worlds, or uh-huh. like this a very specific early like, like what was it like Dreamcast to yeah, Dreamcast PS2. and GameCube had a very specific flavor, no doubt about it. Yeah, well, even like the pacing of the dialogue yes. and stuff. Like I could just yes. like pick, like the just slightly jilted, like everything's like not really sunk up into like a natural flowing conversation ever. And there, yeah, there was some acting. localization in like the dialogue where I was like, <laughs> this was just one person's joke that they're putting. There's no way that this is what was written in. Like, yeah. Nintendo uh, Nintendo's localization could sometimes be pretty, pretty funny or pretty clever and stuff. Or like, you'll just be like, well, how did they get that one passed? Or there like, was how a Trogdor reference this in, in one of the things. And I was like, okay, yeah, but I do not think that noise fun. is putting Add your muscly arm to your custom robo. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, That's amazing. Oh, man. Well, uh, I guess I'll uh, I'll take the helm back over here for just a quick second. I had a, uh, a couple of streams I wanted to talk about that I feel like don't go together necessarily for the games that they are, but for the experience that I had with those games. Like I kind of did not full blown 180s, but I went in with like two complete impressions on these two games or two like kind of what I felt like were pretty solidified impressions of these games and then or opinions, not even impressions of, of the second game. But basically, uh, I got talked into playing some Spelunky 2 uh, in the Discord, actually. Uh, one of the uh, folks that uh, submitted a game to the Pursuing Pixels James Jam uh, Game Gam, actually one of my favorite games, uh, Jetbox, is just a really addicting arcade game that I think uh, he's working on an update to. But he was talking about Spelunky and Spelunky 2 and like how much time he's spent on both those games. And I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, never... You know, I kind of like the original like Spelunky classic. I haven't really played it much, but the more like pixel art style and just the movement feels. I don't know that when it, whenever they made the Spelunky HD, I know I've talked about this on the podcast, too. It's just like the movement feels really like fast and like, I don't know. I just I that game really, really did not click with me. I bounced off it pretty hard. And then when mm. Spelunky 2 came to Game Pass, I was like, well, I should at least give it a try. And immediately kind of had the same experience like, oh, man, this controls feel weird. Like, I just don't like the way the game I I still don't really like the way the game looks. I'm just not a Mm. huge fan of that, like hand drawn, whatever style they're going for. I'm just not a huge fan of it. But once you kind of learn the ropes and like I kept playing and it was actually really fun doing the stream because Sapazu and a few other people were hanging out and like giving tips along the way. And like they were actually being really like, hey, spoilers. okay. I'm like, as long as you don't feel like it's going to like 
if you feel like it would take away from my enjoyment of the game, then don't tell me. But if it's just something like a tip and I'm struggling against it and it's like, try this, like, cause like a little tip is like, you can like, there's like these turkeys running around the stages sometimes and you can like jump on the turkey. And all of a sudden when you jump on the turkey, it just starts running around like crazy. And you're like, Oh shit, what do I do? And like, Apparently, if you stay on the turkey for long enough, you like kind of tame the turkey. And then now you can double jump when you're on the turkey and riding it. And you almost ride it like a horse or whatever. But you can also kill the turkey and then like light it on fire. And then it turns into a turkey leg if you bomb it. And uh, (laughs) then that gives you an extra hit point. And like you can just keep there's I don't think there's any limit on your health. Maybe if you get to ninety nine or something. But like, you know, there's no like, oh, I'm at five out of five. Like if I'm at five and I get a heart, I'm going up to six. If I'm at six, I'm going up to seven. Um, but yeah, I've made it to the final boss of the first area a couple times. Not the final boss. Um, and I cu- I almost couldn't tell. I kept trying to kill the boss, but I almost got the feeling that you could maybe even like escape without killing the boss. Like there was like the option to like, oh, if you, you know, maybe there's different endings or whatever based on what you do throughout the run. But I don't know. I ended up playing for like two and a half, almost three hours and like ended up leaving the run being like, I I fully intend on playing this game again. Like I had a lot of fun with it um, and intend to like and even Sapazu was just saying they were hanging out in the stream I was doing earlier today. I don't know if it was when I was playing mind scanners or when I was playing something, but they were like, oh, make sure you let me know when you're if you do another Spelunky. They're like, that was the most fun stream I've been in in a long time. So wow. it was apparently fun on both ends, like like seeing me struggle and just because I was <laughs> I was half like talking shit about Spelunky the whole time. Like, see, this is why I hate this game. And like, yeah. but then like, co- but then like coming around Well, I was like going around. Yeah, you know me, you know yes. me. Two and but and I'm like, see, this in. is why I hate this game. And then like, <laughs> but then like, as I play, I'm like, but but actually I'm kind of learning the ropes. It, it was just a really fun like reversal of what I thought was going to happen. I kind of thought I was going to play it for a little bit and be like, yep, see, I told you guys, fuck this game and play something else is pretty much what I thought was going to happen on that stream and definitely had the opposite experience. But then I can't remember if this was a couple days later, a couple days before, but I've been kind of like having a hankering lately too to like play some of my favorite games. Like actually earlier today, I played some Super Mario World. I got up to the Forest of Illusion. I'm finally trying to do my like playthrough of no switch palaces, uh, but getting all the exits. And I keep like half starting it and then starting over and like, but this time I'm going to try to try to do it. But like I played that held up great. I'm like, this is the exact game I love. Love it just as much as I ever did. Maybe even a little bit more. Um but I fired up Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which I'm sure I've said on this podcast many times, is like one of my favorite games of all time. Certainly um, like right up your there. favorite platformer, I would say, of all like time. It was, the, yeah. it was the first game to come around since Super Mario World that I was like, this this yeah. maybe dethrones Super Mario right. World. Like, yeah. It's the first game that I was like, this legit gives it a run for its money. Yeah. And for the longest time, I was kind of saying Downwell. Tropical Freeze and Super Mario World were like my three favorite mm-hmm. games, like pretty much up until Lonely Mountains Downhill and Ali Ali World came into the mix. And I was like, OK, I'd, I'm just going to say top 10 percent now because there's just too yeah. many good games going around. But True. anyways, I ended up firing up Tropical Freeze and I played through like the first world and a half. And, you know, I said I did like a whole 180. So obviously I'm not going from like I love this game. It's my favorite game to like I hate this game. But man, I was like really, really getting frustrated at a ton of elements of this game. Like, for example, like the main frustration is that so like Donkey Kong has like no matter who your partner is uh, at the moment, you have like a lot of things that you have to like trigger in the game by like ground pounding or not ground pounding. You kind of like do like a a fist slam or like kind of slap your 
hands on the ground. Yeah. And you you do that with the same button that you do to like uh so you, you do that when you're standing still and you press this button to do that. And then the same button that does that is also the button that rolls yeah. to like pick up momentum while you're moving. And it's really, really touchy. Like I'd be like going to like, oh, here's the thing I got to trigger. And I'd go to stop and I'd go to slam it and I'd be like just still barely moving. And I'd go up, roll right into a bottomless pit. And like I was just there was just like a ton of little moments like that. And then like the this game did have two different control schemes that you could pick from. But again, it, it for whatever reason, I, again, I played it before and apparently didn't have any issues, but was running into the issue of like, man, it's kind of hard to like hold down this button to grab onto things, but it's not the same button that rolls. It's like, it just felt like a little, I was having a little bit of a disconnect between the controls and I was just kind of like, as much as I was still enjoying the game, I kind of like beat the first world and was just like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of done with this for now. Like I was, I was fully intending to like, I'm going to play through this whole game, get all the Kong, not go for the puzzle pieces. Like I actually thought I was going to have more fun, like kind of ignoring the puzzle pieces and I kind of forgot that Tropical Freeze pretty much did away with like the dandelions you have to blow on from uh, right. returns. returns. They still have like yeah. those little like levers that you've got to like pull up from the ground. It's like virtually the same mechanic, but at least you don't have to like duck and shake the Wii remote to right. do it, yeah. you know? So it's like a little, at least you just hold down a button and that's all you have to do. But at the same time, it's like, well, what's the point if I literally just have to stand here and hold this button down and long enough to trigger this lever? I, I don't know. Like is... It, it, it kind of felt like it, going back and playing it again, it felt like it suffered from what I've been kind of critiquing some of the newer, like the Kirby game, like where it feels like it's just kind of set piece level design, like where the second time through, hmm. it doesn't have that magic, like going back and replaying Super Mario World for probably the 30 or 40th time. Like I've, I've played that game at least every year for as long as I've had it. Right. Uh, if not more. And it hasn't lost because it's like. The controls and everything are so expressive still. We're like Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze is like, you got to nail every jump perfect, land right on the enemy perfect, jump, yeah. land on the enemy and time that bounce off the enemy perfect. So like the first time through, I loved it. But like replaying the game, I'm kind of like, man, I, do I want to do this again? Really? I don't know. Um, but I got all the Kong pieces, did like the challenging like Kong temple level or whatever. And I think I beat like maybe the first stage of the um second world but like i yeah i don't know i just kind of left feeling like man i still love this game but i might just leave it there and like just keep the memories or something i don't know damn uh but i don't know what what do you think i know nobody else has played it recently and have you played this one john i played i think through the first well actually now that i think about it i'm trying to think if that was donkey kong country returns or if that was tropical freeze Maybe it was both. I don't know. I have not. I haven't beaten either. If it is both, but I've made it like it, halfway through, and it definitely holds up as as hard as I remember. Them. Yes. <laughs> it didn't, oh, it yeah. hasn't lost any of that. Uh, and that's not a complaint about it, really. But it's like, yeah, it is like it's very specific in what you have to do. But what about what about you, Randall? I know we're we're both pretty big fans of this one. I think I mean, you and yeah. I even played through this one together. I think, or was no, that was actually Returns that we played through together. Yeah, I'd be surprised if we didn't play some of this. I think we played some of Tropical Freeze together, but yeah, it's not a small game. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, the Wii U. So yeah, yeah. I was yeah. thinking Switch, so I was like, oh, we, I don't know when we would have played that, but yeah, on Wii U. We on Wii U, did, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, I bought it on Switch, which I'm pretty sure you mm-hmm. did as well. Uh, yep, that's where I was playing it, yeah. You know, just, just because, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of bought it because I was like, well, I haven't bought every one of these like ports or re- reissues right. or whatever. But I was like, but this is like my favorite one game ever. Favorites. So I, I got to get yeah. it. 
Because even I was the the stuff they added, I'm like, I don't want Funky Kong to make the game easier. Come on. <laughs> well, so when you played it originally, did you play it with a Wii U Pro controller? I think I played it with the Wii U gamepad in my hand. I did Pro Controller. Interesting, because I didn't, I didn't have a Pro Controller, so I played it with a Wii Mote. Right, which you could that's also how I do. played. That's how I played Donkey Kong Country Returns, but mm. I know I played it with the gamepad, or with like the Wii U pad in my hand, because right. I don't like how on the uh, Pro Controller on the Wii U, they had like both joysticks like up high, yeah, and then they had like the D-pad and the face buttons kind of down low, and the, the face buttons always felt real awkward to me, so right. I think I played, even though it was the same on the gamepad, just the way they were positioned felt a little more comfortable, um, or on like the Wii U screen tablet thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. For whatever reason, I was just like feeling a disconnect, even between like using the shoulder buttons to roll and then the like other face button, like the non jump button to like grab onto stuff. Like, I don't know. I just like I didn't like get into the groove with the game. I do like how that game feels momentum wise, but it is a very yeah specific groove and it is very explicit. Like you said, it's just yeah. like you have to nail the hits, nail the timings like it is not very forgiving to you. You're going to hear that, like, it sounds a lot of, like, (laughs) DK taking another hit, right? Yeah. Like, it's going to... Non-stop. Yeah, yeah. So, it's not easy. I definitely do think that there is, you know, memory, nostalgia, and, like, muscle memory, I think, are very powerful. And if you do not have all of them hitting at the same time, like... If you have yeah. your nostalgia in your memory, but that muscle memory is not there because you haven't played the game for 10 years or so, then like that can like really j- be a jarring experience. It's a good. Point. It's I, true. I think that like, you know, if you'd but then it's hard to, you know, build that up from zero. Like if you've experienced it once and like you're struggling to get back to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some of it feels very familiar. Like it's like instantly coming back to you. Right. So like when the other stuff does, like other than the like accidentally rolling off an edge and like falling it down a pit or whatever, like the other main thing I was messing up is just like not holding down the right button to like grab onto the vines at the right time. Like, and I I do remember when I played because like, there isn't a run button per se other than doing like the roll and timing that right. right. And you can like if you have a partner, you can like keep rolling like in nonstop basically and just kind of like. It's almost like ridiculous because especially if you want to do the time trials, you like have to do that like roll at all times. But like, yeah, it feels like I I remember when I played it originally, I was like, I'm holding down this button that like essentially would be like the Mario run button, but it's not doing anything. But I'm just holding it down at all times because I might need to grab something and it just feels natural to hold it down anyways. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's really interesting that you say that, though, because, yeah, I wonder how much of that is just, yeah, the muscle memory and like me just that instant. Cause that even with strikers, it was just like that, that instantaneous of like, no, it's not like, I remember it. No, mm-hmm. it's different. It's different. And then you start like panicking a little bit or I do anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm going to leave it there at tropical freeze. Like I, I might go back to it someday and play it again or something or play co-op or whatever. But I'm kind of like, I want to leave it in my mind as like, as loving it more. And I, Maybe I will not say on the stream. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. The stream was what was making it kind of fun. I would have pulled the plug, honestly, sooner if I wasn't playing on a stream. I probably would have quit after like a level or two. Yeah, I actually was just like, yeah, I'm just going to like I can't just start and stop immediately. Um, but I will say the David Wise tunes, man, oh, what yeah. an upgrade oh, yeah. from big time. Because I, I I watched just like a quick clip of uh, the original Donkey Kong Country Returns because I was like, I wonder what like what's different about these or how different do they look in action? And it you know it pretty much looks about the same, other than it's obviously not as high resolution. It's a little yeah. you know, fuzzier on the with the Wii version, but right. the music instantly. I was just like, oh, this game just feels so much less alive than. Uh, uh, Tropical Freeze does. Okay, are so. you besmirching my boy Kenji Yamamoto? Oh, is that who did the soundtrack on yeah. Returns? And the, the the sound, don't get me wrong, the soundtrack on Returns is good, but like, man, the music in, in Tropical Freeze is pretty magical um, at moments. But before we wrap things up, why don't we kick it over to uh, Randall and John, potentially for a little Elden Ring chat. I know you guys have both been uh, still chipping away at that, or at least I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I know Randall has. I don't know for sure if John has. Oh, but you know, I think it's John a safe has. assumption. On, yeah, it's, it's a safe what assumption. What are we talking about here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was literally just combing the store of like trying to buy all the rest of the FromSoft games. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woof. I already know that. I already know what John's game of the year is at this point. Hey, yeah. you, you, you never, never know, know. You never you know. know. <laughs> no, yeah, I think we. I think we know. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion 3 could come out of nowhere. I still got to play that. Might might be mine too, uh, but that's really getting ahead of ourselves. Um, yeah. So I'm still chipping away at Elden Ring. I, I, I can't quite take it on to the scale of John, but I, I still really love that game. And it kind of ebbs and flows where like, I feel like I'm stuck and I'll go explore. And then I'm like, uh, am I getting a little thrown off of this and maybe i should play something else for a little while and then i'll like beat a boss that was like some choke point to a new area and then i'm like oh my god i love this game and now i'm overpowered and i'm having the time of my life and why would i stop playing this game and that's been my cycle a couple of times yep nice it doesn't stop it keeps keeps happening (laughs) that's awesome though that's such a good feeling to like keep getting over those like little hurdles well maybe they're not little maybe they're big hurdles often big hurdles Yes, but they but then that that makes it all the Even more all satisfying. the more satisfying. It, yeah, exactly. It does. <laughs> um, so I'm like again, I'm in like the I am very much slow playing this, but I'm in like the the like northwest quadrant of the map of Elden Ring. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making my way that way still. And I'm realizing, oh, you knucklehead, like you played all this other part of the map that's like way too difficult for the level that you were at before. And you like you're beating ahead your head against the wall to do stuff when you should have been following this path in the first place, because it's very obvious to me now that this was like the path they expected most players to play, like campaign wise to yeah. like for like the degree of difficulty to increase without the difficulty spike. At least that's the way it feels to me. So, like, yeah. you know, um, but part of that, too, is that once again, you know, I was just listening to the Save It for the Cast about Elden Ring as well. So this also made me <laughs> want to listen. And, and uh, I talked about how John is my my spirit guide in, in Elden Ring. And, yes. and again, 
John was my spirit guide in Elden Ring. He leaves me little crumbs that I just, and I say, oh, that's a tasty morsel. And maybe I don't get to that morsel for a couple of months, but here I am where John made some offhand comment asking me, I think he texted me about like, oh, or maybe we even talked about it. Like, oh, there's this guy on this cliff who has this like, you know, lightning power. You, you, you see that guy yet? You, you mm-hmm. mess with that guy. And I'm like, yeah, I think I did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I saw that guy. I, I think I beat him. And I had... But I hadn't used or hadn't purchased the incantation abilities that that I received from that, which were lightning powers. That lightning power is the fuck. It's the only thing I use, basically. Oh my god! And I'm in the same boat. Oh my god! Like that opened everything up. Like what am I doing? Like oh my god! What I was playing on hard mode before. This is amazing. Like I feel so powerful now. I'm just throwing lightning bolts and I'm summoning lightning javelins of nonstop. I'm assuming you get a little like chaining, like electricity chaining through enemies and stuff. If you charge it up, then they're standing in water. Yes. Yeah. Okay. it also has like a, a fairly short action. range, like compared to like other spells or incantations yeah. in the game. Yeah. So like you okay. do kind of have to still be a little bit more aggressive. Like a, a bow has way more range than it, but uh, yeah, like it is still like you can put a lot of distance from oh, you, feels and it's so good. And also, it's uh, one of the few incantations that uh, enemies don't dodge. Like yes. they, ah. it doesn't trigger uh, dodge like um, other incantations will, and, which is so good. And if they're attacking you or like going into an mm. animation, it stuns them most oh, of the time. Oh, it's so good! Like oh my god, and that's huge. It's in this so good. Game. It is the yeah, best. Especially spell like in I the feel game. like most of these, maybe not so much with Elden Ring, and again, having not really played any, but mostly having watched John and DJ being most of my experience of like seeing these in action. Like I feel like it's a lot of like tiptoeing and playing playing more on the cautious side so to be like all of a sudden i'm on the more off like i could play a little more aggressively a little more offensively yeah that sounds like it totally just like flips the script it's like god of thunder shit like throwing lightning bolts it's it is it feels great yeah it it changed everything really and i'm like oh okay fuck the glenstone stuff i'm just doing this now <laughs> like this is me i'm i'm throwing lightning bolts oh. now and it it's incredible and it's like okay there's my momentum again right and now i'm like full speed ahead with the time that i can find to play this and i just you know once again thank you john for for your morsel <laughs> I, I i will say one more thing is yeah. that there is something it's a side it's a it's a character quest it's an npc quest but uh i am a stubborn idiot uh and i will not use the respec uh function that Uh a lot of these games have Uh i'm just like no i will just grind until i fill up another oh yeah substat it's like i'm everything's permanent for me yep and uh one of the character npc quests uh required a spell that i think you needed your intelligence at uh 35 or 37 um, and I was a faith build, uh, so yep. I did not have that. So that was 35 <laughs> levels I had Ooh. to put into oh. <laughs> intelligence. Oh. So my, my recommendation, if, if you do not want to just do something stupid uh, for 20 hours, maybe just respect. <laughs> uh, go talk to the one NPC that you can change all of your 
stats in and do that cast that spell one time and then move on with your life i will that's amazing i will take that information in hand i did get my intelligence up to like i think it was like it's at 23 now because i was like heavy on glenstone arc for the first half like well half yeah right Hmm. for the first section (laughs) it was heavy on glenstone arc like that was my long range move of choice Eh, but yeah that's that's very good to know I also found a uh, staff that scales with uh, faith instead of intelligence. And I'm like, ooh, now I can use all of my uh, spells instead of incantations. Okay. This, there's, I've just been, anytime I run into a wall, all I've been doing is like, I've never used this weapon before. Let's see what that one works. Yeah. It's like, I've never done that in any Souls game. I was just going to say, I know you've mentioned that before, and it's awesome that that, like, you're still able to, this deep into the game, still be doing that. I was messing with, like, whips and dragon arms and all kinds of stupid shit. And it's it's just fun. It's just fun. That's how I learned that I love Twin Blade. And it's not something I never would have touched before. Right. What a good game. Exactly. What a great game. Yeah. The experimentation that you can do. It's just a it's just like a big sandbox. It really is. Yes. Yeah. Tons of fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. How far like percentage wise, if you had to put a gauge on it, like I mean, where where do you feel like you're at? Through the game, either Me? of you guys or both of you guys. Yeah. I mean, I, I still haven't uncovered. I, I don't think I've uncovered more than uh, 40% of the map, probably. Jeez. You yeah, know, I feel maybe like not even. Thirds. Actually, no, that's not even right because there's a, there's I'm not going to spoil things. But yeah, I don't think I'm even that close. What was the last area yeah. you unlocked? What did it look like? Oh gosh, yeah, I'm, it's my memory and naming conventions and all this, I'm terrible with. Yeah, I know. Everything is its own bespoke thing. It's a blur. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's still. I think it's still like all in that like that that kind of northwest going more like now. I'm kind of heading back east on kind of like the top of the top side map. I guess I would say. You've pat or have you finished the Lake of Liernia? That's what I'm at right now. Okay. That's what I'm doing. So yes. you're uh, in the House of Cairn, I think. The I think so. Or Cairn. I don't know. Yeah, There's that a, sounds. That sounds. That sounds familiar. It's, a, it's another dungeon that'll be after. That's at the top area before okay. the next area, which is above that. <laughs> There's so, like, I I unlocked like a couple more places, and then like that shows that there's an area of the map in between the next two areas that sure. I haven't unlocked yet. And I'm like, good God, how, how I'm like, there's nothing connecting those. How can I get there? <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> I have scoured this entire area there. What will get me there? You find a side quest and in the yes. bushes, there's a weird treasure chest and you open and it, it up and then you get you warped there. there. Gotta find the portal. Yeah. <laughs> duh, duh. Dude, there's, there's a, uh, area at the south of the lakes of Liernia that like I know how to get there yeah. but I still can't like I yeah. just am not strong enough and I'm like good wow. god like it's damn Jeez. yeah you've, you're deep into the game at least time wise so I don't know according to summer games done quick you can beat this game in 30 minutes fuck off with that that's ridiculous <laughs> that just blows my mind Come on I love how broken games how? can be uh, I, uh, wow wow amazing amazing not even close like i don't know any more hours. uh any more elden ring saga chat before we uh 
wrap it up tonight or i feel like this will just be an ongoing oh, i i have part of the podcast for a while spreadsheet for we're running i think we're already past <laughs> running out of out. columns yeah <laughs> of how many episodes yeah, we've talked about we it. need elden ring 2 to come out already all right they, they, okay according yeah. to the lore and how much has been skipped like there's some stuff that like is definitely gonna, I think, show up in DLC because all of the Dark Souls games have had DLC. Yeah, models. that's true. Oh, yeah, that's they get like true. the game of the year edition and whatever, and like, oh, here's the final, you know, with all the stuff included. Yeah, and yeah, the game's been a that's mega a hit, so it justifies doing that. Yeah, you know, honestly. yeah, it might might be their biggest hit yet. To I be think honest, it is. I think it is. I think it's very clearly it is. It yeah. seems like it's had the most like staying power in terms of like well whatever people still talk about Dark Souls nonstop. Oh but yeah, it just feels like it's like been in the zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it for a long time. It's just been in the conversation, but maybe it's just that long of a game. Thirteen point four million units worldwide as of May. Jeez, as of that's May, crazy. Is that that's a lot? Crazy. I think so. <laughs> it outsold Call of Duty. That's what this article says, which is uh, that's kind crazy, of a thing. Actually, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's actually. that doesn't happen too often. Yeah, pretty much never. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, quality oh. video game that one. That that Elden Ring. Damn good game. Have you yeah. heard of it? Elden Ring. I have heard of it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, and man, I almost uh, before we wrap it up, I do want to mention because I forgot to mention while I was talking about mind scanners. The main thing that you're also juggling during the game is like time, like real time. Like you have to like make decisions like, oh, traveling from this point on the map to this point on the map takes 30 seconds and you get 200 seconds per day. And like when you're scanning their mind, that doesn't use time the way they utilize like when time is ticking and like when you're in real time time and when you're in just like, you know, take your time, make decisions, read, whatever is done really well but like you got to be like okay but when you're in like the bop it puzzle sections of the game it's like you that you're on a timer then so you can't really like fuck around you got to be like okay i gotta make the most use of my time and try to clear out multiple patients in a day you gotta twist just an amazing game yeah just an amazing game there's too many good games to go around but we'll squeeze as as many of them as we can onto the podcast here but um, (laughs) not in the elden ring year but sure yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh man too good too good but i think we could uh probably wrap up the video Video games chat here this week yep um and yeah as always you can find us on the internet at uh, pursuingpixels.com you'll find us streaming from time to time we got a few uh planning on doing some more of these uh developer interview like guest stream interviews play in chats i don't know what to actually call them but uh planning on doing more of those uh as we've been going along but yeah otherwise uh we'll catch you next week and uh take care bye 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 <laughs>
multiplayer competently. Makes sense. And, like, yeah. But, like, in a cool, like, fully fleshed out way. Like, right. with like levels mini, and stuff. Mini adventure and stuff, yeah. But it is definitely, like, a building skills to make you a competitive player. Which is actually a good way to do if you have it a is. multiplayer game. Like, that is good level design. Yes. I, I do have Sable that I need to play. God... Oh, let me know when you do. I, I have that on Game Pass as well. Mm-hmm. Although I uh, the little bit I played of it, it runs really shitty on Xbox One. So I'm uh, like, yeah. like really, not, maybe not really shitty, but it was like choppy enough. And like, I was like, ah, too much story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm closing um, this out so that I don't fucking look at games anymore. Yeah. I'm going to write a new time for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to lose your marbles when you get a Series X, Kevin, and you can do that quick resume shit. It is fucking lifestyle changing. I'm serious. I can't wait because even my Switch Switch is starting to chug lately, and I've, like, deleted some stuff off it. But I can just tell it's, like, getting older. I'm like, are they going to release a Pro or am I going to get OLED or what? Yeah, what are we doing? Whether whatever it is, I'm gonna have to get an upgrade or something. It's been like it's, it's we're we're five years in at this point, aren't we? Like mm-hmm. this, it's been out for a yeah. while, which is cool. But yeah, give us a give, give us, us a, a new switch, new the Nintendo switch. switch, switch you, baby. <laughs> the the swatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would, no, it would be the sweet. I would die. Yeah, I would die if they did that. <laughs>